0: To,
1: you know, they had to put hey, these. Baby. They're putting these people in like a slave galley, and he noted and.
0: Uh, but it's voluntary. It's like this is the hold where you will do your journey. It's all not right. voluntary, but yes, it's. I mean, you can tell why this was made. It touches the buttons right. of.
1: But this still goes on today.
0: Seventy-three is still much closer to serious racism times.
1: You know, you keep mentioning. Oh,
0: you know, John, John Shaft. I mean, Richard Roundtree. He was in Rude. Right. Oh, you knew that, yeah.
1: No, I didn't know that.
0: Uh, yeah, he plays.
1: Let's see here. Um.
0: Oh yeah, he was in City Heat with Clint Eastwood and Burt
1: Reynolds. Okay.
0: Oh, do you not like that film? I think it's so good.
1: No, it's a good movie. I think that's a Clint Eastwood movie, right? Durant oh, as a
0: director, maybe.
1: No, it might be someone else. Well, he's also from to Donnie. Is a great moment. No, that's Jim Brown. The fucking. Sorry.
0: He plays the slave Sam Bennett in Roots in '77. So Shaft already happened, and that's probably why he got picked. Right. No Star Trek movie in the uh, connection in this. I tried real hard.
1: See that all those guys are down in the in the. Uh, well, they're making the
0: a parallel to slavery Yeah,
1: well, these guys are just walking around above the ship
0: So now the nympho is talking to the trader, saying, you get shafted in my room and he's like, bullshit and he goes, if she says, if you don't I will tell the boss that you raped, you know, you raped me and you know what it'll do to you
1: Wow, rape
0: That's our rape connection That's why I raped you Well,
1: her. it is also like getting the clitoris removed
2: Small groups <laughs> For fresh
0: air I can't believe that's a real thing any you know today But it is It is it's And, and so... in the United States
1: it, What? Isn't there like some The courts rule In the okay. US? Yeah For, for religious That reasons. I find
0: very hard to believe In today's day and age
1: Alright so they're they're above ground I guess they're getting some rest
0: Well Here's, they get exercise Yeah
1: And now she's like Come on follow me
0: She made sure that Shaft was one of the first people led upstairs to get fresh air and have exercise so that she could bump into him. She is a Serbian actress. She didn't do much. Um, back. I read a New York Times review of this film, and they called her a Yugoslavian actress because it was before it was broken up. Right now, she, she, he's saying stuff like, I Joey. am too wild and she's like, come on, Shaft.
1: <laughs> You're a terrible That's actor, Shaft. Shot. Again, like I you said it before, it defeats the whole espionage thing because everyone knew right off the bat. Yeah.
0: That's right, Tref. This whole film, there's almost no mystery. Every... Everything is above board and revealed. You're still interested. You're still watching the whole thing. There's right. action. There's fights. There's well,
1: theft. you got human lives at stake. You got everyone on this ship, who's you know, and you want to make sure that yeah. he takes them down, so they can free these guys.
0: So Captain Steubing has given them a very good. Yeah, see,
1: she's got a she's great cabin And the other guys are sleep- For Also, you know, like You talk about Chef not having any morals Those guys are down in the dingy part of the boat And now they're exercising And he's like, you know what? Whatever, I'm going to go have sex
0: Actually, I mean, you're, I'm, I'm with you on that statement But actually, he's like You're not turning me on, baby I got too much on my mind
1: Yeah, no, that's great
3: Alaska.
4: But
1: they do have sex, right?
0: Yeah, in the end, of course, because that's why you go to the movies in 73, and it's Shaft.
1: Right, he's, it's gonna so he knows that like, he's having sex while these other people are down in the, ba- in the follow, bottom follow, of the boat.
2: Follow, Mr. Shaft.
1: And she will say
0: to him, You're the first man who ever made love to me properly.
1: Huh. Right, new and You all should used. listen
0: now. He's asking, How inches. big is your
1: penis?
5: That, that son of a bitch.
2: You can usually tell by the size of a man's nose, or the length and
6: thickness of his thumbs.
7: Keep listening. All
6: right. I always look for a man with prominent nose
8: and long, thick thumbs.
1: Baby, you're not turning me on. I got too many it's things so cool. on my mind. I got too many things on my mind. Shaft. Yeah. Oh.
0: He's, I, we might have missed it, but he's like, man, it's so cold in here, Matt It shrunk to eight inches.
1: Uh, twenty inches. We did miss it. You know? That's what he says, though. Yeah. The
0: man who Look my kiss. Kiss.
1: Yeah, she's just another yeah, another woman just hanging out t- uh, naked. A lot of n- full You
0: know, in the same way that there's CGI and everything's above board today, if you're going to be naked in a movie today, you've got to be the Playboy bunny, you know.
1: Well, you know, they're showing, like, full... Everyone, including Shafts, has been completely naked, but the way the camera yeah. is and the angles is, we don't see their, like, privates. For That's a private right. eye, there's no eyeing privates in this movie. <laughs> you know, like, it's just... But you see the butt, and you see their tits, and, You like, see
0: your butt, you see your boobs. Full back on nudity.
1: Yeah, the full back on nudity for him, too. No hidden
8: gun. Look, yeah, there so he's, there.
1: like,
0: um, still denying her. He found the tape recorder. What network?
1: What network? Uh so American he uh,
0: wants, Yeah. She says that she will reveal the guy's name and everything where he lives if he'll do it with her.
1: And will that turn him on or he's like, well, the job's Tell the job. me first and I'll decide. Tell maybe, me first and then I'll
0: maybe decide.
1: Maybe the network was American Booty uh, National MBC National Booty Call. NBC you know hang a sec Carl keep talking right?
0: okay right now it's like Mike said she's sitting and we should be able to see but her knee is concealing it's well directed in that way now Richard Roundtree uh, he was a model in 63 something called the Ebony Fashion Fair and he had success there I don't know he was good so he started doing commercials Johnson products Duke Hair Grease, which is a very black product. Salem Cigarettes, which was very, um, was predominantly smoked by black people, oh, and those were the ads. He joined a Negro ensemble company in '67. You could say Negro. Uh, they did in their title of their company, and he did. He, they did the Great White Hope, and he was the star of it. So that's he took off.
1: Oh, very cool. I'm I'm back. We have a live show happening. He was in Earthquake 4 in
0: '74 so. with the same director. Oh this director was repute, reputed reputed for just freaking out on people blowing up at the cast blowing really? up at the actors the, yeah, the, really this director of right now Africa Yeah, the director yeah. of King Kong with Jeff Bridges, the director of Wow Towering Inferno and
1: those are like all big high tense high tense full stressful jobs right I mean it's not like romance in Central Park movies.
2: Well, it's probably
0: that, you know, yeah, he always did action movies. The reason his career declined might be because he kept freaking out on the wrong people. I mean, people got to be stars. Oh, she had the same sort of accident. Maybe I'm wrong about the, maybe that's part of the human anatomy that cracks. I can never see mine. Okay, he found the tape recorder and stopped it, but look, she hit another- She had another
1: one on there, it's kinky. Here's our trader.
0: He's got a key because there's no there's no magnetic card in seventy three.
1: Right, yeah. This is back when the boats had no magnetic card trips.
0: The keys would hang on a hook and you'd be given it for the room.
1: If you I've never been on a cruise ship, but they would give you like a card to enter a room. Boom! He shot him right before he yeah. even had a chance. To see that spot. Yeah, the little one. Good point. Now, I once again, it.
0: they're way casual about it, and there's a dead guy and a murder. And, and
1: all right, so this is what I'm talking about. about. So all his companions are underneath the boat right now, trying to sleep in the in the galley, as it were, and he's there just he's sleeping in late. bed. Yeah. And at one point, like while she's asleep after sex, he's like, "I'm gonna go and free these guys." Or
0: right now, when he was in the hold earlier, he was like. Uh, helping a guy with this wound. Yeah. And and then another man gave him a drink because he had done that. So, but you're right.
1: Wow. She's gorgeous.
0: Yeah. So what they're going to do now is they're going to go together and get on a boat for some reason and get away from the ship. I don't know why. All right. But a bad guy sees them, one of the workers on the ship, and he throws a knife at Shaft. I guess because he's stealing the boat, I guess. Here he is.
1: Yeah, they all have weapons on him. Oh, time to use my weapon. I'll throw it at him. You know what? He was... Uh, Knife's supposed to be pretty cheap because I would not... Th- I'd be stingy. I would not throw my knife uh, in a boat because it'll probably right. go straight into the water.
0: It's... Okay. Am I behind you he, did he just pull the knife out
1: yeah he just pulled the knife out well he's he's, oh, okay, pro, no, he's, he's walking up there he's sneaking up there i'll, I'll okay. tell you the time
0: now she goes look out chap so he shoots them after he throws the knife but guess where the knife went
1: uh it is 125 and 15 seconds okay i'm fine Oh she's dead
0: Yes and once again She got hit by a knife And so poof She's dead
1: like Yeah a How button. cold oh, You know we should also add To a list of uh, Things that piss me off Is that If you want to Make someone unconscious You just knock them on the head And then right. they They knock wake him up the Knock them on the head And they'll come to you In a room covered in sand I
0: yeah. always wanted to do A comedy movie In which it's an action hero And he goes to do All that stuff And it just it's not working out because it's, you know, it's got a real life. Ow! Yeah. Damn it.
1: I'll let to do something like that like where it's, it's choking
0: like... choking him, right? And it doesn't take a minute.
1: I should uh, mention, Anthony, help yourself to those muffins. I made muffins for the bake sale and never happened. Yeah, they're blueberry ginger mu- uh, muffins. Who are you talking to? Okay.
0: There's really muffins? What's that? Can you make I saw two a people muffin? came in and they
1: left. Yeah. You know, tell me, do me a favor—just close those windows, and I'll just the, the windows in the studio. Yeah. All right. Let's run full length. Yeah, this is a live show. Station. We want to make sure that we seamlessly flow into the next show. The Next show is live, so if you're listening, I got it. Uh, if you're listening okay, so we're uh, yeah,
0: in, we're back in the room. You know, the warm. Uh, you know, his where all the magic happens, and he's learning. Everything's fucked up. Oh. Crew member's dead. The girl's gone. We don't know where.
1: Which we, we run a but, respectable business. You're ruining it. You make us come off like scum. But
0: everyone's—they yeah. got to Paris, and everyone's on the bus heading to their home, their new home in Paris.
1: So is he like? Uh,
0: captain's,
1: captain's like, this is gonna cost you extra.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, you totally know movies. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like this is gonna cost you extra, or you get yourself a new captain. This guy is Glenn Edwards. He was in one of the Bond films. Let me just look it up.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good. He, he looks, He's doing a good job acting. Alright, let's look at him. He just hung up. Oh,
0: he just did it. This is going to cost you more. He's now learned that the girl is missing, and he must know. Yeah. Later on, when he confronts Shaft, there is going to be a moment of commiseration, which they're not friends or anything but he's like they both are lamenting that the girl died it's kind of weird because you're supposed to hate him and there's a dynamic of
1: you know this is one emotion
0: answer. and they both are touching on
1: it together she must give really good head <laughs> <laughs> that's what their connection is right like
0: yeah it is it is uh... <laughs>
1: That's that's the look they give each other. Like she was a good foot leg. they
0: wrote sonnets about it. Yeah, right. Don't blow this job. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, Change my mind on that.
1: It's who's in the trunk, people?
0: Great, yeah, welcome. They're now arriving without oh. a truck fire uh, at their new head, their new quarters.
1: Oh, this is where they, they get them. So they're in Paris. Rent must be cheap in Paris. Not for these guys. Wow, how many people oh, uh, were no, in that truck?
0: Oh, they're not all getting apartments. They're all going to be in, like, bunks and...
1: Oh, so it's like, oh, I got you. So when they shot the scene, did they really put 30 people in that truck?
0: I mean, production's notes didn't speak to that, but you saw it. It yeah, really looked like it. Really looked like it really
1: looked like I think this director plays rough when it comes to uh, stunts and sex scenes. They you
0: probably know? got in there because it was like, come on, come on, damn it. Get in the truck.
1: Get in the truck. All right, let's do another take. I had B roll. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but this is—we only had the one truck.
1: We had to get it from different angles. People leaving.
0: Okay, so this guy shows up and he goes, "Hello, I am here. I am your the greatest guy for you guys. I will teach you everything." Let's listen to his. Okay, sure. Spiel.
6: Oh, come on, listen to Perro. Oh. hello your friend me tell you what to do where go where work
0: chapter the front row seat
6: i pick up yeah. money your money save your time pay back cost of your journey
1: thanks man this room clothes,
6: sounds great food Richard
0: Roundtree with Theodore Rat. your
1: and, Yeah, no, I mean I've seen him around. I, I feel oh. bad I said from dusk to dawn, but he uh, he's a great character actor that uh, pops up in the oddest things sometimes. But he he has a different approach each time he performs. You know, like uh, someone like John Shaft. Well, Schaft. later in his
0: career, I think he was just working to work. I mean, he was in Corky Romano. Yeah,
1: but I'm saying like he had a softer comedic presence. Like he knows how yeah. to play the the scene. He knows how to play Quirky Romano. He knows how to play John Shaft. Right. So that's one of the reasons yeah, like why I like him. The,
0: um, n- he was the uh, commentator in uh, Speed Racer.
1: Oh, that's crazy. And, I did not know that. That, that cr- two-hour movie Speed Racer?
0: Right. And he was a former racer who Speed Racer looked up to and huh. he had become a commentator. Now, at the time I was watching that movie, I didn't know he it was jazz.
1: It's so funny. Like, I, you know, we grew up watching Speed Racer and Speed Racer is a 22-minute cartoon or 18-minute cartoon. Yeah. And then the movie is like two hours and like thirteen minutes. It's like,
0: and it was so cool that racetrack and the crowd.
1: Uh, it was it was like eating cotton candy in like a in a neon sign factory. It just was so much. <laughs> it was a little too much, you know, for two. But the and a
0: half. car was so bad. I was mocking it.
1: Yeah. Get That's it? A, yeah. No, no. Tell me that joke five, or four more times. So it'll be mock yeah, five. Yeah, five,
0: right. Mock five. Look at that. So he's saying, You've had a long journey. You deserve some rest. I'll be back in three hours to pick you up.
1: He used his thumb. He did the European style of doing three.
0: So he puts a bunch of francs on the table. And he goes, You guys split it up.
1: Oh, so he is really ripping this guy them off. See,
0: they're all. Give me the francs. Now, some guys are going to come looking for Shaft, but you see, he's already ducking out.
1: Yeah, he's he's not winning in line for the Franks. He's out of there. He's going upstairs. Well, he's
0: learned, like, who's the ringleader, and, like, he's kind of, he doesn't need to be undercover anymore.
1: Well, it doesn't matter because he was never undercover to begin with.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, look, but he's in the setup, you,
0: you see the tiles are real loose? They could just, they're not that's, really. That's
1: Richard Roundtree doing this yeah
0: he's escaping
1: but he's climbing up a roof and they're shooting it
0: yeah for no reason he's escaping because he doesn't know those uh, I think he might have looked out the window and saw the guys I'm not sure oh so they're saying no he's not here he's in the next his room is the next room over and so they start roughhousing a guy who's you know where's they don't say Shaft
1: right where's alias where's Shaft's alias name it's like
0: ch- Wee or something like that. Is
1: this a restaurant? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just using the phone and they left the uh, door. As soon as he got to Paris, he was to call this number. He was... Oh, right. He got that when he got his stick and his that camera. Map.
1: All right, so where's Shaft? Right, he's in the next...
6: Oyo. Your name Oyo? Whoa,
1: punch in the gut. And this guy is a Laps. good Samaritan. Look at this, good Samaritan he gets pistol whip. Uh, he was helping out a strength. Another punch all in gonna the help ear. Out, see? Pistol, oh pistol whips that guy? These are like really Green nasty studs, man. He boxed the guy in the ear when he was unconscious, and that guy fell on the ground. He's punching now, him with the gun. Really
0: fucked
1: up oh, start a fire.
0: Yeah. And guess what's going to
1: happen? The cathedral's going to burn down.
0: Now wow <laughs> Michael. What? <laughs> I'm oh, offended. Too, too soon. Too soon, yeah. Notre Dame, the greatest thing ever. It's all half burnt.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I know that was pretty I want bad. my
0: hunchback. And
1: yeah. Your hunchback. That's good.
0: Yeah, he would only... He would only Oh, it's not humpback. I was going to do like he would only ring the bells on Wednesday, but... Because
1: it was hump day.
0: <laughs> it's not uh, a humpback. Day.
1: Every day forever was hey. hump day.
0: In elementary school, they called him camel.
1: Wow, this fire is, like, real. The, the, the staircase is way on fire.
0: Right, and everybody dies. It's horrible. And it kind of doesn't advance the...
1: Well, here's a stuntman on fire, yeah, yep. that's real. And he keeps running
5: down those stairs and they
1: Look at that, and then they drop like uh, burning uh, logs after after he leaves. This must be one take. Okay,
5: so take. called
0: his contact name and they brought him into the police and we're about to meet a character. The whole point of this character is to be wrong about everything.
1: Oh, there's the girl.
8: Inspector Couset on
1: Shaft Cornhole, that's where they did it
0: Now his name is Perot uh, Not Perot, it's Perot It sounds Pictures like that Perot tips. His name's Jack uh, Harland He was in National Lampions European vacation As the hotel desk clerk
1: Oh wow, oh, that's great Yeah. The
0: hey, whole point of this guy is to be wrong
1: Can I get a redo on that joke When they had sex in the corn hut? Wouldn't they be having sex in the cornhole?
0: In the, the know, cornhole
1: when you said you wanted to have sex in the cornhole, this is not what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, when you said you wanted to ride my ass, I didn't mean the, the, you'd the be th- in the cornhole.
1: Okay, good. All right. I'm glad I got that too. All right. Out. Yeah,
0: let's yeah, let's move on because that's open mic material. We'll and it's just it not developed. I'll find So there's our Greek actor, and there's our... I'm grateful, monsieur, but from... ...the I'm daughter, and we guess why she's away. there is to... They're working together. And he's saying, thank you for your help, chef. You can go now. We'll take care of it. And he goes, no, this is personal. I'm going after this guy.
1: And uh, hello, Griswolds. Yeah, hi, we're the Griswolds. And we have a uh, room. I see Mm -hmm. Americans.
0: (laughs) Not that one. Not that one. All right. There were two hotel scenes in that movie. The one you just described was with the younger man. He was a famous English comedian. And... The the whole point of that scene was he was gross, and it was bad accommodations when they told it was going to be four-star.
1: Gotcha. Oh, I gotcha. It's been a while
0: since When I read his credit, he was in National Loons, European Vacation. I quickly did, like, hotel scene, and I got two entries, and he was in the second one. Oh, very cool. Now, Shaft comes back, and look, they're holding the crowd back, but not Shaft. He gets to come right in.
1: Yeah, well, VIP...
0: Now we're getting, finally, morality in this film. Like Shaft is finally saying, I guess this is fucked up. You know, Samuel L. Jackson was the same way in that movie. He was all business. It wasn't about...
1: Right. Well, that was the beauty of the first movie, too, is that as a private investigator, he is all business. You know, he he has to... But
0: but he softens every movie. Okay, now he's going to give the
5: guy... A speech what like, is the law
9: doing yes, about you guys, the shitheads you who law. charge 100 francs a month to stay in a
5: crap house like this? Why don't you really clamp down on the slave trade?
1: I'll tell you why. Because the black ghettos of Paris is as far away
7: from the Champs-Élysées, 125th Street is from Park Avenue. You need a bunch of poor bastards to work on your roads in your goddamn kitchens. So don't lay any. Of that law will punish
0: him shit on me. So far.
1: Oh, I love Schaffman. Everything is direct. You know, it's, it doesn't mince mm-hmm. words. All right, he's done. He's, he said his say to the, the captain. Last time I okay, said so to here the...
0: is that mean, exploitative guy. He's like, see, I told you I'd be back.
1: Oh, yeah. Attack.
9: Where do you take the money, All right,
1: Oh, right, yeah, you burned down the hotel.
0: Now he's going to learn the address itself.
1: So he's getting closer and closer to the villain.
0: Exactly right. And he's going to end up in that room where we always saw the guy with the map of Africa. That's going oh, to really succeed.
1: So that's the first five minutes of this movie, it's going to show up in the last half hour.
0: That's right. All right. They're going to read the thing that the brother etched, and that's going to lead them to the the dungeon. All right, cool. And the backstory of that dungeon is it was a, a Vichy, Vichy Gestapo prison. Just to make it, like, the most horrible thing ever. So he just walked in the front door, no lock.
1: And he has a gun? Where did he get the gun?
0: It, he stole the Luger from the guy he killed when he signed up.
1: Oh, because yeah, because he he wasn't allowed a piece, iron. So he kept it in his crotch, and nobody
0: thought anything of it. They said, "Oh, everybody in
1: this movie carries weapons; it's not a big deal."
0: Now, why is the place torn up? I don't know.
1: So I was looking for a piece of paper. See, so I brought down. Oh, here comes somebody.
0: Now he will take this guy's gun and use it throughout the rest of the film too.
1: Pew 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 one shot in true movie
0: style he rolled over the
1: yeah right so it's a combination of two things we've seen in this movie it's a bloodless shot with one little pinhole and the director's sadistic uh, zeal of having aggressive stuns occur like he didn't have to fall over and the guy was
0: immediately dead
1: and then he fell over a, a, a staircase
0: now he's found I mean Shaft is winning He's in the room.
1: See. So oh, it's uh,
0: only you, baby. Damn close, baby.
1: Oh, she doesn't die tragically by a uh, 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 errant knife.
0: I'm happy to inform you, ruin this movie for you. She does not die tragically. Okay. And she doesn't end up with Shaft.
1: Oh, good. And she skips that appointment on in February. It all works out. <laughs> now, for some reason,
0: they think he knows where Shaft is or something. So we're back to our dungeon from the
1: beginning right. of the film. Yeah. This is a tunnel.
0: And Yeah, and there's not light at the end of the tunnel. It's all lit.
1: Well, it's weird because when they were running out of it, that wasn't the end of the tunnel. That was the start of the tunnel. The... All right, never mind.
0: Now somehow the survivors of the fire fire end up here, locked up. It, it doesn't. How did they get there? I,
1: I... God, that's so crazy. So that fire killed a lot of people, but the remainders are are now in prison in this dungeon.
0: Right. And look how many remainders there are. That's, I mean, I really 30 everybody. people on that truck.
1: Everyone survived the mm-hmm. hotel fire, only to wind up in a dungeon.
0: Yeah. yeah look that the.
1: Torches, now we're going to see a
0: Fishburgers reenactment.
1: Fishburgers being our old public with uh, nurse Jeremy. That's the old public access comedy show we did in And they them um, They're zapping the shadow.
0: Look how old school the thing is. I
1: know they got to crank the hand, uh, crank the handle. Why
0: don't they get one of the slaves to do it?
1: To torture? It's gross. Because get a kick uh,
0: out of No, it. the manual labor of cranking. I'm not doing that.
1: Okay, if it's for torture, I'll do it.
0: Now she's crying. Oh, she saw the mark. I don't know how she knows it's The brother's etching, but she does.
1: This is
6: where they killed.
0: <laughs> killed who?
6: My brother. How does she he know? He wrote this in our language.
0: Oh, because oh, it's in what their it language.
1: It was in his language, in their language. Did they, because when we saw that in the beginning, I didn't really know what that was. I mean, I knew he had something, but I, I guess so. I don't think I even recognized he asked it. But you mentioned
0: Oh, it. well, I had told you. He yeah. Was, it looked like he was trying to get out of his handcuffs.
1: Here's a, the like reading. The second
0: book. time I saw the film, I knew it and as he was doing it, so I thought it'd be best to tell you. So they read his thing, it's like a castle in a, he described, and they're just figuring out at the library. Yeah, it's
1: I like know, it's Vinci-ho-ed so weird, they, they, took, they went to a library. <laughs> okay. And they're not doing it in the library. It, like, yeah, against... and the
0: librarian's like, le chouche.
1: <laughs> right, shush, it's a French shush. library. You know, that librarian, you make fun of her, but when she comes home at night and she removes the pencil from her bun and shakes off her hair and uh, unbuttons <laughs> her top, she's a real party girl.
0: <laughs> right. When she goes to work, she puts on those glasses and it's... Okay, so here's the leader, and he's yeah. in his own dungeon. And he's like, what's going on? Does he know where the shaft is? No.
1: What? You know, the, the form of communication must have broke down. When the CEO is in his own dungeon, that shouldn't be... Well, like jobs they
0: don't now he's yelling at them
6: but because of your troublemakers and that black bastard Shaft. I had to leave this country. Shaft. So, Shaft, I'm gonna bury you all along
1: with the evidence. Oh so shit! Here comes Shaft, driving his Shaft now, what car.
3: What do, yeah.
1: I don't know why but he's gonna blow up his whole dungeon
0: with them in it?
1: Why? Is he, is he driving an automatic?
0: With a name like Shaft, he's driving a stick. Yeah. He killed uh, three people with his car now.
1: I know, it's great, like a video game.
0: He weaponizes everything he touched and sexualizes every...
1: He's Shaft.
0: Yeah. Roll
1: over. Yeah, he really got him. Again, now this... look, look at this stud. He just car. smashes right into the stone circuit. For no reason. He really didn't need to do that directors, then the car blows up.
0: Yeah, and way too much in a perfect movie style, way too much explosion
1: yeah. for what it should have and been. And also very close to the stunt person running up the staircase. Like, Did they have to redo these shots and get a new car and do a new smashy smash? Here is just one take? And they the,
0: like, spent $2 million on this film. I mean, they in 63 money. They only made yeah. a million and a half, but...
1: Well, the second one was Shaft's Big Score, which is a great title. I don't think I've ever seen that one.
0: I didn't see it. I saw Shaft, of course, but...
1: Yeah, I've seen Shaft, and I've seen the reboot, and...
0: Now, look how Shaft has succeeded. Yeah. It's all the way to the, you know, first, the scene of the first, the first scene of the movie. Now we're going to have a moment in which...
1: Oh, this is the, the talk we the hero all right, let's... You see
0: the guy rigging up the explosive charges? Yeah. Now we're going to have that strange moment in which this is a good movie because the hero and the villain are
1: because right, we, well, Our he's human, been. This is good. Like it's funny. Lady. I should mention. It reminds me of that uh, Clint Eastwood directed movie where uh, Kevin is <laughs> the villain and uh, Clint's trying to find him, and yeah. it's this cat and mouse game. And at the end, they have like one scene together. So this is a cat right. and mouse movie where he's been trying to to find this guy, and finally in the last scene they talk.
0: Yeah, Shaft bends the mouse, and he becomes the cat.
1: Right. So
0: here he they are. He poses his mouse now. it? Maybe we should listen, because it's the climax. Sort of. It's the it's climax. It's a, it closes two heroes' circles.
1: Yeah, so they're literally around yeah. the corner from each other.
0: I played the tapes. Now they don't see I each other. I
1: to you making love to her. But they're in the How shot together, are? for most of it. Why did you have to kill her? One of your men threw a knife wrong place at the wrong time. Errant knife. And the why wasn't still on board, the ship? I promised her a boat
0: ride. I promised her a boat ride. Well, oh, she would have liked that.
1: Well, I think it's the politics of it, All too, right, so because it, it looks like she left with him, so they have to... Right. You know, they don't realize that she's dead.
0: I've got Now look, That guy got speared, and, and they're free now. Done.
1: Yeah, right, they were able to break the lock
0: And they're sneaking up behind the bad it. guy down
1: Oh, so while the vi- hero and villain, blah, blah, blah For the final time, these guys are sneaking up to take down the villain
0: Right, and Shaft doesn't know that And he takes a risk, and he's saved by those guys But he doesn't know they're there, so he really took a risk All right.
1: This is the second time someone saves saved Shaft's ass well, I can see you.
0: And they're saying, you know, he's saying don't come around here because I'm going to blow this place up. And if you don't believe me, look at the charges under your feet. And So Shaft's going to pretend to disarm, but he's really got his Luger.
1: Yeah, he's got two guns on him. He's double fisting guns. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he missed. Well, every time you shoot a Shaft, he missed. They got him.
0: <laughs> every time you shoot a Shaft, he missed. Yeah. It's like Star Wars. They train those stormtroopers.
1: And those are, the those are laser beams. This is the speed of light.
0: Right. They would take the stormtroopers to the target range <laughs> and they go, no, you hit it. You hit it.
1: No, not a headshot.
0: Excellent score. You failed. Now look what they do with the bad guy.
1: They throw him in the pool. So the stuntman hits a shallow pool.
0: It's a fountain. So the right. Shaft is now inspecting. And he sees that everyone's gone
1: Oh, so now he can set up the dynamite?
0: Well, the dynamite's set up So he's going to use it to destroy them
1: They're waterboarding the actor right now They're giving him a force baptism Well,
0: they're drowning him
1: It's a force baptism, Carl
0: It's a force baptism Yeah Boom TNT And they spent money on this
1: Yeah They found a location to blow up their tunnel what was that Beforehand So weird
0: It was the That's the dungeon Where the Vichy Gestapo Okay Now we have our guy Show up who's been Wrong the whole film Right And he Flips And lets Shaft off the hook Even though he's Murdered Good and-
1: cause we gotta Get going Look at all this He's a oh, dead body we are we going on time well, well we'll make sure That the next show Has five minutes If you guys Are listening live Keep listening We got a great live show Coming up Live entertainment there's the dead there hero. he is, float the Deadpool.
0: and he's like this is
1: terrible and he just raises his eyebrows like yeah I see a burning car and a dead body
0: Shaft gets ready to eat a lot of shit
1: unless you hurry you're going to miss your place surprise
0: the guy's letting him go Where does a guy get a cab around here you know where I can download the Uber app
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Merci. No need Monsieur
1: Take the taxi right,
0: Take my voiture
1: I don't know if I want to go in there It says ice It's a police car you idiot Oh he's got to roll his eyes
0: Right he puts the black person In the back of the police car How yes, racist Okay what here he is I'm on I'm his so way ahead. home now Yeah Oh there Surprise. she is Surprise
1: Surprise It's a love interest Is this the same exact I've set From the beginning favorite. of the film
0: yeah, is that the same plane?
1: Maybe. No, they were. They a little bit in the middle. That's at the end of it. There it is, Global Airlines. Right. Courtesy and we probably have some great music. And they playing. fly.
0: They should fly right. They need.
1: Fly well, how do straight they, Ethiopian. How did they shoot? Oh, okay, we made it's the over, and the
0: ending cuts off.
1: So. Okay, well that's great. Uh, thank you guys for watching. We're gonna wrap up soon. Carl, you're picking the movie next week, and I'm researching it. What'd you pick?
0: Oh, you're going to research it? Yeah, is that cool? Wow. Yeah, I was all ready to research it. We all half know it. All Um, right. But I want to talk to you about it. Okay. It says, after I inspected it, it says free, but because you have to watch commercials. That's all right. So will that wreck up people at home? Yeah, that won't be.
1: So they just mentioned Ethiopia. So what's the movie and we'll get out of here?
0: The movie is 1981, the famous Terminator for free on YouTube.
1: Nice. Courtesy of YouTube movies.
0: Right. And so we can say our podcast will be back.
1: We'll be back. All right. So we're watching the original Terminator next week, courtesy of YouTube movie channel. And thank you, thank Carl, you so YouTube, much. And
0: thank you, Mike. Seriously, you <coughs> picked the movies. So when I saw this I was like, This is a rare opportunity, a Hollywood. Thank you for letting me
1: watch Terminator before we do this. Not a problem.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. All right. Guys, Thanks, thank you so man. much. Carl.sucks and carlsucks.com or Carl's website. And you can find yeah. me wherever. And thank you guys yeah. so much. we love that you subscribe and we'll see you next week. Bye.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
5: Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike.
6: Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Be it's been all. Over-
7: Tired of swimming through a sea of piecasts, are ye on a raft without a pattern? The Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.
6: They're my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Tastic's Deep in the Mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, dollars i mean I mean that's what i use to wipe my tushy wit so to wipe it off for <laughs> it's in duty this and if you can't make it to community radio don't worry don't fret at all you can simply download the podcast post show in the comfort of anywhere like your aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the guy you know just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org
7: In the mission Bender's Bar and Grill. everyone
5: <laughs> don't know anything about it, sorry. <laughs> so, All on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from twelve to two. Uh oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Uh, so you already said t- that. Tune in radio. Uh Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh my god, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter Podcast. M O V Podcast is our handle.
10: It's 8 o'clock! Yay! It's Friday night. It's time for Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yes, I am wearing the cheerleading costume I wore in high school. Why am I doing that? Well, this is the show that's about funny body issues and being made fun of if you're too skinny or too fat or too whatever. And I have a cheer for it. Here we go. Give me a K! Give me an I! school myself yay I was never gonna be good enough I was too fat no this is my actual high school cheerleading costume from 1991 when it it was 1991 2019 28 years ago and I wore this exact costume and I thought I was fat (laughs) I think that's funny now I think that's laughable because I really I wore this same costume and I was like I'm a fat piece of shit I'll never be good enough like what what kind of messages was I getting from the world Uh uh-huh uh I'll I'll do a little origin story about my uh eating disorder issues when I was in kindergarten I had a teacher at a Christian school isn't that lovely that the Christian story isn't it nice and I had a teacher and I was in kindergarten and we all memorized Bible verses, and you get up to the front of the room and you'd say your Bible verse and everyone would get an ice cream cone. And I went up and I said my Bible verse and I got graham crackers. And then my teacher said, fat little girls never get anywhere in the world. You're a fat little girl. (laughs) That's why. And everyone licked their ice cream cones and I ate my graham crackers and they had the same amount of calories. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Like, you fucking mean bitch. The ice cream cone and the graham crackers, same calories. Cool. And then, and then, when I was in second grade, I remember being in this moment in vacation Bible school where I was sitting on a chair, and I put my toes up so that no one could see my thighs smash and be so gross and fat. Ow! I was like in second or third grade. And then I saw this amazing episode of Different Strokes. And it was so incredible because Dana Plato, it was her birthday. And she got a birthday cake. And she ate the whole thing. And then she threw up. And I was like, we can just do that? That's amazing. We can just throw up all the time? Yay! I love Dana Plato, Different Strokes. Oh, wait. That was fiction. I was supposed to learn a lesson, not learn about bulimia. Yay! hey cool so that's my origin story so uh yeah I, this is a cute little fact i learned today nine percent of nine-year-olds in the united states have thrown up because they think they're too fat what it's so crazy because we live in america when one third of our people are like medically obese and then we've got kids that are like i'll never be good enough i have to be better than my mom oh we have 25 million hoarders we have all of these diseases that are made out of excess i just don't get it like we eat we have too much oh and like and i was lemic and wanted to kill myself as a high schooler because white girls don't have any other issues like i was so rich that i had to like hate myself yay so cool i just i'm so confused that like I'm so confused that uh, <laughs> we have so many oh, horrible things. I mean remember when Michelle Obama was here and she hated fat kids wasn't that great She was so cool about it. She was like she was like, oh work out kids and we're gonna have healthy school lunches with like healthy foods and less salt and let's work out together. yay and I was like, that's so cool, Michelle, I miss you so much because I wondered about our new, uh first lady melania melania how do we pronounce her name melania Melania. yeah melania i don't know because she never talks like i don't know what her voice sounds like or what her name is but it and i would think like nobody listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty she is so skinny and pretty say something (laughs) anything something what's like your first lady thing to stand up for and talk about right and i thought that she would plagiarize Michelle and just hate fat kids too, right? And But she'd do it in a different way. She's going to teach the kids, you know, um, how to, I think, champion bulimia because it makes kids four times the consumer, right? Like they consume four times the food and then they're better for the economy. I think that bulimiania is going to really be known as an environmentalist because she's going to teach the children to vomit into the composting, you know? regurgitate, renew, recycle, we're going to use all of that compost for the wine vines in Napa because that acidic vomit, it's going to be so good. The acidic compost is going to be really good for that 2019 Pinot, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be great. Thank you, Melania, for helping the wine industry. That's the thing is it's all industry. There's so much industry that's based off our lack of self esteem all right like ladies <laughs> all right makeup what like, I wasn't wearing makeup for a long time, and I was calling myself a feminist, but then I, my friends gave me some um, $18 lip liner from MAC, and I was like, wow, I'm just not wearing makeup because I'm poor. I'm poor. This is a class issue. This has nothing to do with me being a feminist. I just can't afford makeup. It's, friends gave me makeup. I'm like, oh, I could be pretty too, yay. Just so much of our economy. You know, Gillette, 1904, That's when Gillette showed up, right? When dudes used to, they used to be prided by the size of their beard because that meant that they were a great farmer and they were helping America and they were amazing. And then all of a sudden, if you didn't shave off your face, you were a poor farmer. And it was like, what are you doing? Be part of the industrialized America. Body odor's a thing now. That didn't exist. Like, everyone just smelled funny. But like, no, you gotta wear, you gotta do something. So men had to shave their beards. Gillette, the best a man can get right? Remember? And and like women couldn't even show their legs. Do you remember the time when if you showed your ankle, you were a dirty slut? Remember that in 1904? And now, if we don't shave from our big toad or twat like a four-year-old girl, we're a disgusting slut. <laughs> Nobody wants to sleep with. Gross. Why don't you shave? Gillette, the best a man can get. Yeah, I don't, I actually shaved my legs this morning for the first time in like five months and it was like I murdered a baby squirrel. It was, it was, I didn't even do it in my shower cause I was worried about like clogging up the whole works. So I did it on my couch, like with like throwing the hair away in a responsible way. I made it into a small cat toy and threw it to my cat. He's like, ah, I love your leg hair. It's good. Uh, yay, Gillette. Did you guys know about the new Gillette razor? Do you hear about it? 17 blades for the closest shave. (laughs) Right? So many blades. The 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower, because you'll never be good enough. (laughs) Never. To let the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. This is, yeah, exactly. Well, no, when I was a child, like I really was super affected by, like, body image I was super bulimic for many many years and I just find it so funny because I really was tiny <laughs> I was like exactly the same size as I am now and I'm like you dumb bitch why did you listen to the male gaze I don't understand why I wasn't listening to the male gaze I walked down the street today I got so many comics from the comments from the male and female gaze I finally understand cat calling right because I have a cat and I kiss it my cat all the time sir, Don, come here. Sir Don. he never comes Like it doesn't work. Cat calling doesn't work. The cat never comes. Like it just, he doesn't, he'll stretch out on the floor and I want to touch him and all of his eight nipples are showing and I'm like, you are a stripper and I want to touch you. And I get super close to him. And then he's also the bouncer. He's like, don't you touch my nipples. I'm like, oh, I was asking for consent. Like I don't know in cat language what consent is. But walking down the street today, I got so many, like, comments. Uh, one guy, he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. And I was like, that's a compliment. That's not catcalling, that's a compliment. That was great, I felt really good about it. It was fine with me. It's like, you can you can say that on the street to me, I like that. Uh, but another gentleman uh, said, you got a nice fit on today. I said that I I am fit and I have an outfit that works double entendre in catcall, like it. And then he said, Cute skirt, can I get under there and get a sniff? What? We just changed from compliment to catcall really quickly. Also, that's kind of gross. Why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? You weirdo. <laughs> that's
6: kind of gay that's kind of weird man i don't know why you
10: want to smell that shit you don't want to get under there that's not cool cool so i did i did used to have a lot of like tons of eating disorder issues and i thought i was fat i thought i was skinny and then i thought i was and now i'm like yay everything is fine why are we all freaking out but this really is a big issue in the united states when we have so many problems but one of them also happens to be that one out of every four women has eating disorders so that was interesting to me and also that when I put this show out and I was like hey who has body dysmorphia issues or who's been made fun of for these things guys came up to me and I was like this isn't this wow I feel like so closeted that dudes have this issue too I feel kind of like a jerk." But it's, I mean, that's real, like guys can be too skinny because you're not big enough, you're not manly enough. But girls have to be so tiny and why aren't you more like a tiny squirrel? And like, what's wrong with you? I don't know, 90210 fucked me up, anybody else? (laughs) I grew up in Danville here with the San Ramon Valley, yeah. Uh, And everyone was so perfect that we just didn't even have a scale anymore. It just got so strange anyways, this this isn't funny. I'll leave you guys with one of my favorite cheers because I was a cheerleader for God. There is only one God. Andy is the sun God. Ra, Ra Ra. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a good one. Yeah. I was a Christian cheerleader, and the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is the skirts were really long, which were not sexy, uh, and then my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also. <laughs> not sexy it was not something i wanted to deal with all right let's let's get into this shit tonight i'm so excited you're here we usually we sing a song before we start if you know how it goes sing along with me m-u-t-i-n-y comedy clubhouse comedy clubhouse. comedy clubhouse. together we will bring our jokes up high Hi, hi, hi. We got a bong back there if anybody wants a hit. We totally have a station bong and tons of weed, so it's totally fine. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm so excited because I have no idea what's going to happen tonight, but I, I am, like I love these themed shows. Also, yay, I, I know there's so much fun because we get to do material that we wouldn't normally do and like, who talks about eating disorders? Or not even eating disorders. This isn't even about eating disorders. I had an eating disorder because those are my body issues. But tonight it's like, about people who are like wicked, super tall and skinny and being made fun of for that or being anything that the world expects you to be, but you're like, I'm not. And then how do I, and why am I not good enough? Or whatever, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time. Yay, we're all here. Um, I didn't make a list because I'm a terribly unorganized person. So do you guys want to like mad dog each other who know who are on the show? You guys don't even know who are on the show, actually, which is funny. Like, do the people on the show want to, or do any people are like, I feel the need to go first. Is anybody's like cute belly? Like, look, you can't even tell. Was that... All right. Hey, you guys. Your first comedian. She is a lovely human being. She's the one actually, the reason that I started the theme of the show is that she was hosting at um, the now defunct Sad Face uh, Hotel Utah. And I, you were doing jokes about being so skinny on stage. And I was like, wow, like she's had it rough. And I as a child would have dreamed to be you because you're like, wicked super tall and you weigh like you're like ounces and like the thigh gap is so gorgeous like you've got this fucking thigh gap I could like stick my head I could put three kittens in your thigh gap like I can imagine if I that would have been today's thing if I could have made a photo a picture of you if I could photoshop three kittens in your thigh gap put your hands together everybody for Gula Finman
4: I kinda, is it working? Are we in? I kind of feel like I'm at a white supremacist rally. <laughs> like, are we okay? Are we allowed to be here gathering for thinness? <laughs> like, we are the supreme body type. <laughs> Give it up for thinness, you guys. That's what we're celebrating. <laughs> we'll make it complicated. <laughs> you know, if we haven't met yet, uh, my name is Gaula. Uh, People are like, did you get that name at Burning Man? <laughs> 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 In a sense, my parents created our very own Burning Man. They had a wild time. They had seven of us. They went crazy with the names. I'm the fifth girl. They were like, first baby, girl. Sivia, Bracha, Hindi, Adel. Finally, their fifth disappointment. Let's call her Gaula. And then the boy came along, Alex. And they were just like, hello, Alex. Welcome to society. This is capitalism. That's the moment we're in now. Go enjoy it. Oh, ladies. <laughs> well, you're going to have to explain yourselves all the time wherever you go in an artistic way. <laughs> and so here I am, <laughs> talking to you guys about the dark side of being skinny. Is there a dark side? We'll find out. But it's like I don't <laughs> I don't need to like stare at myself in the mirror to be like this is what I look like. I mean, we do it. We all, we all fucking do it. But people will tell us, you know. It's like I was in the bathroom the other day washing my hands. And some, how's that for you? <laughs> and I hear like clicking. Somebody came in and they're like, oh, uh, am I in the wrong restroom? Because <laughs> they see this. And I'm like, oh, no, just the wrong decade. <laughs> it's like, I know I'm six feet tall very skinny no boobs totally flat chested and i like a good barber shop experience <laughs> anyone else but um i'm on my period and my nipples are really sore so this is also my bathroom <laughs> when you're skinny you have really small boobs usually unless you get a boob job right i uh well there's some exceptions i have a friend that um took all her like life saving she was always Kind of self-conscious about her boobs. Anyone else have like a period where dudes do? Felt weird about your boobs, body weirdness. She had like a little small one. This is my small one, and this is my big one. Anyone else? <laughs> and she was like, "I want to fix that because it's been, it's been hurting me. People have said mean things to me." And she finally had ten thousand dollars. Was like, you know what? If I had ten grand to do anything, I'd maybe just accept my boobs and just start a movement. Hashtag diverse titty. You know, just like one big one, one little one. It's not such a big deal. But like, you guys, ladies, men, people tell you what you look like. Like, I pissed off a guy at a bar the other day because he was like, I don't know if I can call you pretty. Hi, talking about being beautiful. And you guys are all beautiful. There's some chairs over here. You can sit on the floor if you don't want to make it hard for anyone or me while I'm doing my set. This is great. No, this is great. Yeah, they're all cute. Yeah. It's great. Just like a thin what, supremacist group, just loading them in. <laughs> nice, thin people united against curves. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to talk about? Um, yeah, I talked about. Yeah. So this, I was in. I was in a, a bar, and this guy got really pissed at me. He's like, I don't know if I can call you pretty. Or handsome, you know? And I'm just like, oh, that's so hard for you. (laughs) You don't know what to do with this. It's so hard for you. Look, well, the non-gendered word I think you're looking for, sir, is ugly. You think I'm ugly and you're pissed that I'm the only thing left in this bar for you to sexually harass. (laughs) Am I opening the channels of skinny and ugly right now, y'all? People will pick it up later. Look, if you sleep with me, that doesn't make you gay. (laughs) Dudes. If you're begging for a pegging in your booty, <laughs> you're teetering, okay? <laughs> okay, true story. Yeah, what am I gonna talk about? Um, I was doing this, what I'm doing right now, is was looking down, walking down the street in San Francisco and some guy goes, competent and pretty woman should never look down. And I'm like, how do, first of all, how do you know I'm pretty? I could look real fucked up and have no teeth. I'm looking down. You don't see this fucking face. I got teeth. <laughs> They're fine. Everything's fine up here, too. But I was looking down because I, as Pam mentioned, was admiring my thigh gap. Yeah! You can fit three cats in this thigh gap, according to Pam. Three little kittens would be happy in there. This is a portal. This is where all my self-worth lives, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sometimes during the day, I just like to remind myself (laughs) of my worth, (laughs) a portal to possibility. I worked hard for that. You know, I was walking down the street, and I'm a nanny, and I was pushing the baby, and a woman came up to me with a very inferior stroller to the one I use. And (laughs) I work for really rich people. It was an a baby, okay? And uh, she's like, you look—you are so thin for just having had a baby. Ah, excuse me, I need, and I was just like, I did not want her to get close. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a nanny, you created life, have a nice day. And I like turned down the street, I didn't need to go on to like run away from the mom that felt fat. And I was just like, I didn't want her to come close to me. I didn't want her to notice how haggard I am, and that this thinness isn't coming from like Gwyneth Paltrow-styled self-care and health. I do nothing to deserve this. I have wide hips, and I don't gain weight here, and I just have a thigh gap, okay? I eat whatever. I, I did have an eating disorder for like a summer when I was 15, because Nicole Richie Told me I was fat, right? Like <laughs> that that was the times. And then I like realized what a body mass index was. I was like, I'm in 18.5. Anything less is clinically an- anorexic and skinny, so I gotta just face the facts. I'm a fucking skinny bitch with some fucking thigh gap. And then Kim Kardashian came on the scene. That second made me hate myself for not having curves. So what do we do, ladies? <laughs> we just fucking we surrender, you know. <sighs> to eat I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So my thigh gap and my thinness actually comes from having... I don't have an eating disorder, but I have Marfan syndrome. Anyone know what that is? Yeah, it's a genetic disorder. affects your 15th chromosome. It makes you legally blind, you have scoliosis, and you can drop dead of a heart attack at the age of 35. But people, it also gives you thigh gap. <laughs> So if I want to rock on the tenderloin for the next five years until I drop dead, just taking what God has given me, I'm gonna fucking do that. <laughs> Nobody's as tall as, there's no people with fans in here, right? Cause I would, I just wanna like, if there was, we could just shake hands and I could just stay on the stage at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> we could just shake hands and then I'd like pull you on the stage cause I wanna start a mutant army. Anyone with any kind of mutated disorders, we could just fucking take over the world. First rule, nothing happens before noon, because we're fucking sleepy. Naps all the time. (laughs) We could just sloth our way into success, you know? Just fucking take over the world by doing less. (laughs) Those are my people. (laughs) Um, I don't know, I think that is all I have to talk about. so give it up for your incredible host and babe cheerleader Pam Benjamin.
10: Clap harder for Gaula's thigh gap. My God, yes! And it's effortless. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I I did shave my legs. I said for the first time in five months, so that's lovely. But I only shaved up to my knee. So I have no idea what the rest of it looks. I didn't shave my, this is, it might look like a spider is running across my legs, but no, that's just my pubic hair. I have, I have so much pubic hair, it looks like a hair skirt. Like I'm not nervous to be naked in front of people. I, I have pubic hair that's so long and old. It's been around longer than many comedians have been doing comedy that are on. It's like three-year-old pubic hair. Like I wanna keep it. One of them today, like really came out Fing! Like it really came out, Fing, and it was super silver. And I like kind of tugged on it for a minute and I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna let you stay there. <laughs> like I feel like there's a lot of power in that silver. Fing! i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let society make me trim my pubes (laughs) ah, there's power in the pubes baby Um, i i hope your next comedian has pubic hair let's bring up do guys have pubic hair they have they lasered it off yet have guys done it too like is everybody so against pubic hair that they're like you have to laser your balls now is that happening are dudes lasering their balls i don't i don't watch porn i have no idea what's happening um I, I don't. Do they? Do they, do, are there? Does anyone have a shorn scrotum? I said. <laughs> I don't know. It's waxing. Males wax their balls? Now that's amazing, because I'm afraid to wax because of the pain, but wow, on the ball sack. I thought men, I, I mean, if men can do that with their ball sacks, they might actually be able to handle childbirth. That's amazing. I'm impressed with millennials now. They're like into the pain. Let's get it done. Uh, All right, Uh, let's bring up your next comedian. where I see him back there? Dan, Dan, are you ready? What? Uh, I believe he might've been a diminutive boy uh, that might've been made fun of for his non-large size. I'm just guessing. Unless you were like this tall since you were seven. I don't know how that works. Put your hands together, everybody. For Dan Aganaga, yay! (laughs)
3: It's a funny story. I used to be 6'4". <laughs> it's just, something happened, I don't know. Uh, no, but thank you very much, Pam, for that intro. Uh, I love it how you say my name correctly. I think you're the only person who could say my name correctly. It's Agi Naga. Agi Naga. Kind of sounds Japanese, right? A little bit, right? The weird thing about that name is some people even expect to see a Japanese person after they hear that name, which once made for uh, quite the awkward job interview. This actually happened. Yeah, I guess HR didn't do their homework. Thought they were gonna be interviewing someone Asian, and then I show up, and they realize they're interviewing someone lazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, I'm Caucasian. Uh, I'm very Caucasian, I've I've started to realize. Like, I'm like water polo white, you know? Like, I look like someone put a water polo player in the dryer, like essentially. (laughs) That's that's essentially what I look like. Now, speaking of that, This happened to me last week in Oakland. I work in Oakland, and I was walking on the street, and a kid points to my face and goes, yo, you got the face of the Stanford rapist. Can you believe that? He thought I was still in college. (laughs) Still got it. Little cutie was just paying me a compliment. No, I am very young looking for my age. I'm 33 years old. You think I look like 23 or something like that? And it translates back all the way to high school when I was. So I'm 33, I look 23. So when I was 13, I looked like a fetus, I guess. <laughs> that was actually my nickname in high school. No joke, it was fetus. Yeah, I was so little. I was 5'1. I weighed 97 pounds, and about 96 of those pounds was all in my head. <laughs> I had a really big head. My head hit puberty before my body. I looked like a walking lollipop. It was awful. Uh, I looked like Mr. Garrison if he was shorter, yeah. Um, and it was, uh, it was tough. It, it, I miss those days, though, when bullies would, you know, say mean things to your face, you know? now You don't have that anymore. Now they're just hiding behind a screen. <laughs> you know, the good old days? Yeah. Bullies made fun of you for weird things back then, obviously for what you looked like, but also, I don't know if anyone relates to this, bullies would make fun of you if you didn't know about something because Google didn't exist, right? <laughs> Seriously, and usually it was always like slang related. I remember my uh, this bully named Laurie Yates, that's his real name. Uh, he went up to me and he totally fooled me. He goes, hey Dan, you're not straight, are you? And he said it like that, right? So he set me up and I was 12 years old. I didn't know what straight was. I was like, no. He's like, you're gay, you're gay. I'm like, <laughs> just like wanted to kill myself after that. Yeah, nowadays, if that would have happened, I would be like, excuse me, Lori, I have to go to the bathroom. And then just look up what straight meant. <laughs> Come out and be like, hey, Lori, I am straight. I'm straight as a motherfucker. And then just been done. All right, let's move on from that. <laughs> um, no, so uh, I'm a, what you would call a late bloomer. That's That was what kind of what was responsible for how I looked in high school. Uh, I feel like late bloomer is just a nice way of saying your body is lazy. You know? Because, like, I didn't want to be a late bloomer my body decided to be a late bloomer. I wanted to grow pubes, if it was up to me, I wanted to grow pubes when I was like six. But and I think the reason why my body held back for so long is because it knew once I'd hit puberty, I would just like abuse the shit out of it. Right? Because think about it, like before puberty, that's like the honeymoon period between you and your body, right? The worst thing you could do to your body before puberty is like what, scrape your knee from playing outside? Now, after I hit puberty, I, you know, fill it up with drugs and alcohol and fucking yank on my pecker for probably twice a day. Yeah. Yeah, if my body and I were in a relationship, it would have left me a long time ago. Yeah, when I pulled out the Purell to jerk off with, I think that was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that actually happened, too. I was like, eh, hey, it's wet. It'll be fine. <laughs> nope. Felt, my dick felt radioactive. <laughs> yeah, it was like if Spider-Man got bit on the wiener. Uh, anyways, yeah, my lazy body. Uh, There was um a pro, though. I uh, So I hated going through the awkward phase. It was really painful for me. Uh, but about five years ago, uh, I kind of got over it, finally, because there was an article that came out in the New York Post about a priest at a, a prestigious Catholic school in New York, that's where I'm from, uh, who molested a bunch of kids for decades. And this priest, I know this priest very well. I was actually an altar boy at this school. We had hung out a bunch of times. And guys, during those two years I was an altar boy, not once did he try to fuck me. Not once. So, my awkward phase saved me from getting molested. That's how ugly I was. I was so ugly the pedophile looked at me and goes, hmm, let's wait. Let's wait, let's let him develop a little bit. Uh, Fuck off (laughs) Oh man, I was obsessed So I was a late bloomer All my friends, like their bodies were just like Yeah, pew, 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 pew And my body was just like "Mm, Snooze Uh, And it sucked, man I remember like when I had like a little Does anyone watch Big Mouth? The show Big Mouth, right? Like I'm like basically Nick Like that character Like I was I wanted pubes so badly I remember when I grew like two armpit hairs I would like lick it So it would look like it was like four armpit hairs. Oh my God, this is all too real, Pam. Thanks for having me. Uh, And uh, no, and pubes, I I wanted pubes so badly. Like I remember, like when when you're pubeless, you just see the world differently. You do, like, so I remember a, a very specific example. I went to a baseball game and I remember I had to go pee. So I went to the urinal and I think guys will understand this in the audience. You know how there's like always a healthy garnish of stray pubes like on the urinal? <laughs> Girls, do you know this? Uh-huh. If you don't know this, basically pretty much every single urinal in the world has like a patchy, like like guy from the mission beard. You know what I mean? <laughs> and nowadays I just see that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna piss and move on with the rest of my life. But back then, I was sincerely amazed. I looked down at those pubes and I was like, Jesus Christ. People are giving these away. (laughs) Broke my heart. Thought about taking a couple, but I didn't. (laughs) This has more awes than laughs. Um, But I I did finally hit puberty. Spoiler alert! I'll have you know. And uh, I trim now, not to brag. And. Hit my growth spurt too. That was a big thing for me. Now I'm a whopping five foot nine inches tall. Or as a lot of ladies put it, ooh, almost. <laughs> yeah, five nine's an interesting height, I think, for a guy. Because I don't really feel like I've belonged, ever belonged to a height group. You know, like the talls never really accepted me. Neither did the shorts. And that was my safety school too. That one hurt. Yeah, no, it wasn't accepted by the shorts either. I'm just sort of this like, weird in between. I'm like a vertical orphan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think if there was ever a war between all the tall people and the short people in the world, I don't know where I would fall under that, like what side I'd be on. I'd probably be the referee. You know, I'm like the vertical equivalent of Switzerland. And uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to ref a war. Uh, I just, I don't know, whenever I see referees, they look, aside from like the crazy parents who give them shit on the field, like I think refs, it looks like a fun time. It's just exercise and you get to... I don't know. It's just a fun time. Like, And I love it when referees at the beginning of a boxing match, they get the two people together, you know? I would love to do that for the tall versus shorts war. I could be like, all right, let's bring it together here. I want a good, clean war. Talls, keep the teasing to a minimum. Shorts, no biting. Okay? <laughs> just punch with your legs. I don't know. Yeah. I would cheer for the shorts in that war. I just I feel like they need the win. Yeah, tall people have had it easy for too long. Tall guys have had it easy for way too long, right? It's way too easy, because they've always been able to attain those hard-to-reach things in life, you know, like shelves or, um, what's that other thing, Uh, pussy? (laughs) Tall guys and pussy are just big fans of each other. That's why I always found it so silly when uh, a tall guy joined a dating app. How lazy is that? You're tall. The world is your dating app. Just go outside somewhere and stand, And then you could left and right swipe women's faces as they walk up to you. That's your app. Yeah, ladies want that NBA jizz. Um, Yeah, that tag wasn't necessary. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, uh, I don't know. Tall people on dating apps, I think it's so silly to me. Uh, I'd be a lot taller if I was on a dating app. I could guarantee you that much. I would. Yeah, no, I would uh, probably boost it up to 5'10", maybe even 5'11", if it's boot season. I love boots. They're just like, they're like the spanks for short men. I love them. There's so much lift. Yeah. Hmm. Boots. (laughs) What the fuck was I gonna tell you guys about? Boots. Oh no, so I've never been on a dating app actually. Um, I'm not saying I'm better than you, I'm just saying I feel like I'm better than you and uh no i've always and i even when i was single i always appreciate i always liked going out and like meeting girls at bars i just liked like that raw dog dating style you know like no screen in between us i'll i'll end on this with you guys uh the term raw dog right it's a pretty gross term it's it's really nasty uh and my parents are from brazil and my dad he speaks perfect english but sometimes he doesn't know some of these slang terms so uh i'd say like 2 years ago he calls me up out of nowhere and goes daniel I heard a new word today, and I, uh, I want to know what it means. I'm like, all right, what's the word? He goes, it's a raw dog. I'm like, okay, how would you hear this? And he goes, my coworker went up to me and goes, Carlos, I raw dogged the shit out of this girl last night. I'm like, that's, he used it correctly. It's very <laughs> direct. And he goes, what does this mean? And so after I finish chuckling to myself, I go, well, Dad, uh, raw dog uh, is basically when two people have sex without a condom. And then he's just sort of a little quiet on the end there. I could hear him thinking. He just goes, hmm, when I was your age, we just called that love. He made Raw Dog romantic, you guys. (laughs) All right, that's it for me. Thanks a lot.
10: He's never been on a dating app. You can clap for that too. Yay! You, you're like a you're like a little, what's it called when no one else does that? Uh, snowflake, unicorn, a unicorn. Yes. Uh, no, snowflake is everybody. Melting in the sun. Uh, I'm also I'm also a unicorn. I've never been on the dating apps, and I find it very silly. And I've had friends who've said like, well, you know, dating you need to raise the bar. And then some people are like, no, no, no. When it comes to dating, you need to lower the bar. And I'm like, meet at the fucking bar. Isn't that how everybody does it? Like, that's how I do it. I don't understand these dating apps. Just go to a bar. Yay! I'm an alcoholic, so it's much easier, I guess, for me. Uh, your next comedian, she's so funny. I oh, know I didn't, I haven't told anybody any list or anything. I've just been like, good luck. You're up next. Have fun with it. Uh, she's so funny, and she's going to have a great time. You guys are going to love her, everybody. Maria de Plutis, yay!
8: How to use protection. So I am like the token not skinny person here, which is, uh, there's no joke there. It's just a fact. It's okay. We can laugh. (laughs) It's okay to not be skinny. I went and sat here. So the guy behind me is like, great. The one comedian I actually get to see is the one that isn't skinny. Look at this though, huh? Weight loss goals. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got one for you. Why did the chicken cross the road? Just two people want to know? Let's try it again. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Well, so <laughs> the chicken was a stand-up comedian, uh, and the chicken had been kind of having a bad day. Like her, her clothes were a little tight. This isn't about me, by the way. The chicken's not me. Chicken is a separate person. Her clothes were a little tight, you know. She ate a whole burrito. She felt a little bloated. Anyways, uh, she she did a set at a show, and it didn't go that great. And she wasn't feeling good, you know. Uh, so she, she walked outside of the place where the set was happening, you know, letting the dust settle on the stage where she had just dropped a bomb and uh, feeling like an eggshell of a chicken. So she went outside having a cigarette, and some guy came up to her and was like, "Are you pregnant?" And then she was like, is she's taking some of her cigarette, "No." And then the guy was like, I'd "Like to come over to my place?" So this made the chicken think of her dating days when she was younger. The time she spent on OK Cupid, lots of people just posted pictures of their torsos. Like, that was impressive. The torso is like literally the only body part you can't not have. <laughs> Except also, maybe the head you know, you need your head and you need your torso. You could lose any other body part and be just fine. The chicken was thinking about how that had happened to her cousin. Her cousin lost a leg just because someone wanted to eat a chicken leg. And he had to live with only one leg. But he lived, and that's the point. Posting pictures of your torso is not that impressive. Do you remember she had gone on an OKCupid date once with some guy who kept talking about how much weight he lost and the chicken who was not in a good mood? Because she bombed on stage. The chicken felt weird in that situation. And then he kept trying to get her to get dessert and she didn't want dessert. And then he insisted. Anyways, there was more to that joke, but I don't remember it, so that's what's staying with that. So the chicken remember the chicken was just remembering that. The chicken is outside having a cigarette and some guy's hitting on her, even though he thinks she's pregnant and smoking while pregnant which is like not a good thing to do. The chicken's not that irresponsible. She was just regular smoking. So anyways, you know, she said no, she kindly declined. She thought about what she wanted to do with the rest of her evening. She looked across the street. There was music and dancing and like all the the skinny chicks were there and this chicken wasn't yeah, she wasn't skinny, she wasn't fat, you know. And then, uh, so she just went to the bar next door for a drink. And, uh, you know, yeah, she went for a drink. She ordered a a tequila neat. And the bartender was like, you mean, you don't want it with ice? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, we don't serve it with ice. And the chicken was just very frustrated at this point. And she was just about to lose it. She had such a tough day. She had posted something on Facebook, like a picture of ice cream she was about to eat, and she was, like, really excited about eating it, and it was, like, delicious. And then her aunt just posted on it, this is why you're fat. (laughs) Yeah. Chicken had a bad day, guys. So she didn't need that bartender sass. So she was just like, just give me my tequila! So he did. And she's sitting there minding her own business, and some guy sitting next to her was like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And she hated that pickup line. So unoriginal. You guys, just think they're starting a philosophical conversation. It's obviously the egg, because chickens, side note, no joke here, this is a fact, evolved from birds. The theropods became theropods, the birds evolved from dinosaurs. That's what I meant to say chickens are birds. Anyways, Theropods became chickens, it's not a debate. If anyone tries to say the chicken came first, they're probably a creationist, and you should probably stop talking to them. That's not how evolution works. Anyways, she didn't want to respond to that question, because it was very unoriginal. So the guy was like, I'll buy you a beer. And then the chicken was like, I don't want a beer. And then the guy was like, why are you trying to lose weight? And the chicken was having such a bad day, she didn't need that. Chicken didn't need that. So uh, really, she didn't like beer. Beer made her bloated. The guy didn't need to know that though. She was just like, I don't like beer. So then the guy was like, fine, I'll, I'll get you whatever drink you want. So the chicken ordered a tequila. She pointed at the one she wanted. And then the guy was like, so what do you do? And the chicken was like, I'm a stand-up comedian. And the guy was like, oh, yeah? Tell me a joke. Which is, you should never like say that to a stand-up comedian. The chicken knew this. But the chicken was drinking a tequila that that guy bought her. And he didn't know that that was a $30 shot of tequila. So the chicken was like, all right, fine. I'll tell you a joke. So the chicken was like, knock, knock. Two men walk into a bar, eh? Two men walk into a bar, eh? Hookah bar. But, Orange, you glad I didn't say banana? The man didn't like that joke, and he told the chicken that, and the chicken didn't need that. The chicken was having a really bad day. So, uh... So the man left. The chick had stayed behind. She was watching whatever was on the, the bar TV. It was a crime show. And they were describing a witness. They couldn't see the the not a witness, the, the person who did the crime. And the TV said, this person is five foot seven, weighs 195 pounds. It is statistically improbable that this person is a woman. The chicken was five foot seven and weighed 195 pounds, and she didn't need that. <laughs> So then this other woman sitting at the bar was like, hey, you know, that joke was funny. The chicken liked that. She was like, you know, I, I hope I hope you don't feel bad about yourself. The chicken wasn't sure where she was going with this. Then the woman said, you know, I could give you some weight loss tips. And the chicken was like, oh. Then the woman was like, oh, I'm not saying you'll ever be skinny like me. But you could be skinnier than you are. The chicken didn't need that. So the chicken tipped the bartender. She should always tip your bartender, no matter how bad your day is, no matter how much sass they gave you, because apparently ordering your tequila neat is not a thing. And the chicken went outside. Next to the bar on the other side, she heard there was an open mic happening. Someone else was flopping real bad on stage. Across the street, she saw bright neon signs flashing, tarot cards, psychic. She wasn't sure what to do next. And then all of a sudden, she hears, get out of the way, schmaltz. The chicken wasn't Jewish, but the chicken had Jewish family, so she knew that schmaltz meant chicken fat. (laughs) And she did not appreciate that. They stared each other down, like they're about to fight. the chicken was like, oh, no, I'm not young anymore. I'm not a young chick. I don't know if I could do this. And the dude was like, oh, really drunk and didn't want to fight a girl. So they stared each other down, knowing what they needed was distance. Someone had to walk away. But the chicken wanted to fight more. She was like, I've had it. I had such a bad day. She was like, come at me, bro. Let's fight. And he was like, no. And she was like, why? Are you chicken? (laughs) And so the two chickens stared at each other, knowing what they needed was distance between them. And one of them crossed the street. (laughs) I'm Maria Deflutis. Thank you.
10: (laughs) Why did the chicken cross the road? Schmaltz, I know what schmaltz is. That's good. That's what you make matzo balls out of. You take your leftover fat and you mix it with the. So good. Yay, Maria DeBlutis. Yay. Uh, your next comedian's gonna be. I don't see. There, I see her in the back. Yeah. She's so. She's so wonderful. Uh, I saw her a couple weeks ago and she was complaining that she'd lost her butt. And then today, she was like, I'm gonna tell stories about how I used to be way bigger than I am, and then, then I'm like, that's so funny, because now you're tiny, and then now you complain about not having a butt. I'm very, she's, she's a very, very funny lady. I always super relate to all of her material and love her very, very much, and I think she's super funny. You guys are gonna love her. She's starting her camera right now as I'm giving the, uh, clap amazingly for your next comedian, Natalie Fousey, yay! <laughs>
9: Hey everybody, I'm actually going to look at notes today because I had to write a bunch of shit about this stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys remember when you are fat and you are thin? Everybody's been fat and thin at some point, right? You've been both. Has anybody always been fat and, or always been thin? Like their whole life? No, right? No. How many people here are over 40? Like no one, I think just me and her. Right? Yeah, you, you guys, when you get older, like you start getting really worried about looking thin. Uh, like I felt so pressured. So I p- felt so pressured, I've actually literally rushed myself into being thin. I burn a lot of calories running late. <laughs> yeah, I have ADD, you guys. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I highly suggest uh, just if you really, you know, just, just don't be on time anymore. It's like rushing is like nature's best diet, like you literally, anxiety makes you lose a lot of weight. I, I never understood why single people were always complaining that it was hard to lose weight. Because, I mean, my plan when I was single, well, I still am, but when I was younger and single, now it's a little bit different, but when I was younger and single, I just, you know, every time I want to lose weight, I'd just find a shittier man to date than the last guy I dated, and then I'd make him dump me. Voila! 15 pounds underweight immediately. The best way. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, when, I, uh, when I was uh, overweight, I remember um, feeling really, really ashamed of this habit that I, constant habit that I had, my left thigh was always fucking my right thigh, you know, like you know, thunder thigh, thunder thigh collision, and I was tr- I was always running out of um, you know lint tape because that's what I used to um, hide the evidence that you know that sh- shiny sheen of pilling on your inseam, pilling inseam. Yeah, but when I when I when I did when when I was finally in around in a in a room of women. Uh, and I, and I had that thigh gap, it felt like I was the capsule inside of a bottle of pills. I always got that look, you know, like, how dare you have a thigh gap? Fuck you, bitch. It's like, well, I, I got dumped, like, by a guy that was fucking hookers. Does that redeem me at all? (laughs) Like, I mean, if I told you it was like the result of absolute misery, would you be like, oh, okay, it's all right, you're allowed. I don't hate you now. You're not better than me. You're just, you know, sicker than me or whatever. (laughs) What do you guys think? Haven't you, have you ever, have you ever had, like lost a bunch of weight because somebody dumped you? I'm looking at you specifically, I don't know why. I feel like she's she knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? That's like the perfect diet. Hot dogs and cigarettes, oh. You know what it was for me? This is fun, now I'm just like, just gonna tell you, share real life. I was dumped, I, 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 Found out my ex-boyfriend was fucking hookers this was a long time ago i'm over it so nobody needs to cry about it you guys i was like what it, you know how i found out uh i found his hooker reviews online <laughs> i'm not even kidding you true story and i was like oh my god it's like yelp for hookers like this is insane they should call it incognito.com <laughs> or i thought i thought the best name is actually city Whore Share. You guys remember City Car Share? That was back then, I'm aging myself. So this was a while ago, and you know what I did? It was String Cheese and Cosmos. String Cheese, Cosmos, and that's it. And I, I just, just like became like this like razor-thin person, and I, I figured out all these things that these hookers sold, which was kind of interesting to me because I didn't know anything about this, you guys. And I had to look everything up on, intern- on the internet because everything they sold was in acronyms. Uh, no joke, Everything was. Uh, one of them was, uh, was a GFE. I'm like, GFE, like gonorrhea for everyone? I'm like, no, it's a girlfriend experience. And I was like, a girlfriend experience? Like, I had no idea that accepting that coach purse made me the hooker experience. <laughs> no idea at all. And, uh, and then I thought, like, well, what is a girlfriend experience like anyway? Like you show up at the door and she's like, where have you been? <laughs> she comes out of the bathroom and, and she's like, do these track marks make me look fat? Right, fam. She's like, I knew she had to get a laugh at you. Uh, you know, or like, you know, she's like, I double booked sushi with my mother. You're just so high maintenance. I'm just gonna give you a hand job in the car. <laughs> I saw another one of these. I wasn't planning to do this set, but it's coming out just fun. Uh, you guys seem to be liking it. We've talked enough about people being fat. Let's just talk about dicks and whores. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so another one of the, um, the acronyms that I saw you guys was, was called a CBJ. And I, I read it, I looked it up, it was like, covered blowjob. And I'm like, oh, so Aflac has a policy for this. And if you're not happy, they give you an RIM job instead. You know, covered, yeah, okay. But then I realized, no, this is like a blowjob with a condom on. you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had one of those? No. Did you did you pay for it? Did, your, all, did your, all your buddies pay for it? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I read that and I was like, "Wow, you paid for a covered blowjob." I'm like, "That just doesn't seem like a very good value." It seems like, like you know, it's like going to Harvard but being in the continuing education program, or 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 taking honeymoon in Cleveland. I mean, that really is. It's it's supposed to be a honeymoon, but you're in fucking Cleveland. So why'd you pay for it? Uh, she didn't like that. You didn't like that one. Yeah, no, and this was a long time ago for me, guys, really, really long time ago, so it, 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 it turned out into being a bunch of uh, really funny jokes. Um, let's see, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, hooker lovers, that was that guy, we called him hooker, I called him hooker lover, an asshole, asshole or hooker, depended on the day, depended on the day. But you know what's funny is I became an expert after looking at this because I could see how much all of these um, things cost. And I was like, I, I totally figured out like how much they charge for each each item. And I was like, oh my God, my rent in San Francisco is like a total bargain. It's like three GFEs and one CBJ. <laughs> so great, like a, like a like a Ferrari drives by. I'm like, how many pieces this buys that? I couldn't help myself. Um, and I thought, oh my God, you know, it would be so awesome. And I'm inspired by Maria's story. Um, I'm gonna tell a story. I would be so awesome if I could make that kind of money. I was like, that would be awesome, but I don't really wanna, you know. I'm more like dinner and drinks. Like dinner drinks that I'm not gonna, I just can't do it. But but I thought about I'm like, you know what I could do? I could be a dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> like I know how to torture people. I work in an office. <laughs> I totally know how to torture people. And I, I thought I can totally do this. I'm uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna get find that guy and I'm I'm this customer, and I'm not gonna call him slave. I'm gonna tell him temp. Yeah, and I'm gonna make temp show up between six and eight in the morning, cause you know, mornings just suck. And I guide them to a very gray cubicle, you know, with the lights, the fluorescent lights, kind of like, bzzz, and make you look like you have jaundice. I'll just, I'll, I'll step them over to an antiquated computer, hand him a jar of jelly bellies and be like, spreadsheet this temp by color and by flavor. And just watch them go in one at a time and while he's struggling with his, you know, silly Excel program that can't move and the mouse that can't do anything, and you you guys know, you guys have been at work, right? It's pure fucking suffering, let's just be honest, when you've got technology that's not working. And then I'd, you know, fake play a fake party in the room. You can't go yet, temp. You're not done yet, temp. You hear bottles of champagne opening, you can't do any of it. What makes you think that teal, Temp? You're too stupid for this job. And I'll just walk him into another room and be like, see that Ikea desk, La Paloma? Build it. Yeah, there's three screws missing. Yeah, I'm not doing you any favors. I think I would be a fantastic dominatrix. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, think I should hire a bunch of Temps and like test out the theory, you, what do you guys think? I mean, who doesn't feel like work, Has you have you ever built an Ikea piece of furniture ever? Like just the directions alone are like fucking hell, right? And I think we should torture the world with that, yeah. Uh, I just want to tell you one more thing just to be back on the topic of, of being obsessed with my body like everybody else is. Um, and I did, I recently lost some weight and uh, I now, I used to have a really nice butt and now where my butt was really nice is just an extra butt underneath my butt. And so I have like a dimple butt, like a double butt. It, it only happens when you're old. Uh, so there's a downside to getting skinny, you know. Um, but i I was i I get online and I'm like trying to find all these beauty things and always was looking for different ways to look sexy. And I came across actually a really cool drug. This pharmaceutical company um, invented a drug that actually treats the over curvature of a penis. Yeah, do you guys know that? I'm like, crooked dick. Yeah, that sounds like a euphemism for Harvey Weinstein, you guys. <laughs> But it's just real. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like, you know, like t- uh, tissues get stuck together. So they start over curving. And uh, and it turns out and it turns out this this drug that was invented for men actually also has benefits for women. Uh, they learn that when injected into the asses of women, this drug actually cures cellulite, you guys. It really does. True story. Yeah, I know. I was like, sign me up. I was I was all over it. I was like, get me in this clinical study. I don't care where I have to fly. I'm doing it. I don't want any more dimples. And uh, and what did I say about assholes earlier? Uh, and they pucker. Yeah, I want. I don't want to. I, I. Yeah, I have a a, a, f- a fat um, puckering asshole. And when I watch porn, I get upset because they they all have tiny, you know, cute perky assholes. Anyway, I, I don't like how porn can actually make you ashamed of your ass. Anyway, and your asshole specifically, like nobody looks at it, but if you watch porn, you go, God damn it, I have the ugliest asshole on earth. Anyway, uh, that was just an aside, you guys. But I just want to tell you, so this drug, I was totally into it, but I, you, because it was invented for men, it, it had some side effects for women. Uh, one of them was, uh, you know, no sense of direction. And, uh, and the other one was a higher paycheck. So I'm still signing up because uh, I still now I have okay Google to take me everywhere, right? And, and Uber. Alright, you guys, I've been Natalie Fauzi. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs>
10: Natalie Fauzi and her fuckered asshole. Yay. I feel I I always, as a child, I was a I was a ballerina as a child, and uh, I had a really mean teacher, and I was I was kind of a chubby child, and she would take her little ruler and she would smack my ass, and she's she'd be like, Show me the dim- dimples in your little fat ass. <laughs> like, because if you if you puck, it's the way that you do your turn. She was just trying to help me be a better ballerina. It's okay. It's okay. Actually, when I was 12, I had my first trans moment. I was kind of the stocky little girl. I was a mediocre girl ballerina. But I wanted to be a professional ballerina. So my only trans moment when I was 12, I was like... Let me play the boys parts. <laughs> like all the boys are just such they were like worse than mediocre ballerinas. Like they had sickled feet and they couldn't even do a double turn. I was like, just let me play the boys part. <laughs> I'll be accepted finally for the size that I am. Anyways, I we can look anyways. I, I I applaud Mo, that cunty bitch, when I was a child because I think that when you when you're a ballerina for twenty three years, then you're forty four and you're like, Oh look, I'm still the same size. So thanks, Mo. I hope she's dead. She was so mean. <laughs> she was so awful to me she'd hit me in the ass all the time come on little fatty show me the dimples in your ass oh I was 10 your next comedian I'm trying to make the show be like therapy for me and sort of funny for you so it might not always be funny for you but it's still gonna be therapy for me so I'm gonna feel really good about it and listen back and be like I've worked through my issues I feel so much better about my body image. Your next comedian, I'm so excited. He is so, so funny. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for K. Chang.
2: Oh, my goodness. Thank you. There is... Is there really a, a, a cure for a curved penis? Oh, my God. My dick leans further to the left than Bernie Sanders, y'all. That's... <laughs> If you're not laughing, that's because you love Trump. That's the. Uh, <laughs> this is cool. Pam dressed up as a cheerleader today for you. For you, give it up for Pam for dressing up, <laughs> just for you. This is just like that episode of Friends when Rachel uh, dressed up like a cheerleader, uh, not because Pam is Rachel, but because it's all white people in here. That's why it's like <laughs> Friends. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck me. Uh, <laughs> You're like, there was like one black woman in season nine. The, like, Nine years in New York City, they finally found somebody black in that, yeah. Okay, anyways, uh, this is cool, this is cool. I'm a skinny dude. I'm so skinny. How skinny are you? If I had sex with a woman as skinny as I am, we might start a fire. <laughs> This whole set is just me talking about how insecure I am. Uh, I got a long ass leg, look, neck. Look at this long ass neck, look at that. Uh, Like, my dating profile says I'm 5'10", but that's like 30% neck, all right? Uh, I have been told though, that I have a nice smile, see? Yeah, yeah. Unless I turn my head, then I look creepy. Watch this, watch this. And now you're like, well, why don't you just turn your head faster? You won't look as creepy. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. (laughs) Can't help it. I'm still creepy looking. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, I got got a dating app. Everybody's doing the online dating. Everybody's using the OkCupid and the Tinder. I'm old-fashioned. You know what I use? Good old Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What? Say that again? What? That is so. Oh my god. That means this joke is outdated. Should I fucking still do this joke? Wow. That was the best heckle I've ever had in my. Fucking. <laughs> 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 I wish this would turn into, like, some great comedian story where I destroyed a heckler, but she just, like, factually corrected me. (laughs) Damn! Okay. (laughs) All right, have a good night, y'all. That was, uh... (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. I'll do the fucking bit, I guess. Uh, I use Craigslist because I need a girlfriend, and you need a futon! Hi, I'm here about the futon, sure thing, but first... I made dinner, or I got this gift card to Olive Garden, and it's got seven bucks left on it. That joke would have been so good if you hadn't fucking (laughs) actually corrected me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, No, I'm kidding. I I don't use the the Craigslist. I've been... uh, Frequenting my local library is uh, what I do for women because librarians are super sexy. Oh, my God. I got this fantasy where I'm at the library and, uh-oh, <laughs> my books are overdue. How am I supposed to pay these late fees? Mm. And we'll be getting it on right in the middle of the reference section and she'll be like, oh, oh. And I'll be like, shh. The joke wasn't directed at you. You just happened to be sitting right there as I was finishing the joke. And you happened to look like a sexy librarian. But that's not what I was going for, guys. I picked you for that joke even though there was two other women wearing glasses. You just <laughs> you got that librarian vibe. Uh, the reference section is the sexiest section. A lot of people will tell you it's an adult nonfiction. Not true. That's where you want to go if you want to get your freak on, right? But if you want to really want to make love Titanic style, you go to the reference section. Trust me, I've done the research. Where did I do the research? <laughs> on Google. Where else do Where else do you do research? Come on, y'all. <laughs> uh, so I'm a, I'm a skinny dude, but I'm not. Unhealthy. I'm in fantastic shape. If I took my shirt off right now, you'd be like, "Whoa, this dude is cut like fresh grass." Oh my god, he is cut like taxes for the wealthiest one percent. Oh my. <laughs> Maybe San Francisco is not the best place to do a one percenter joke. <laughs> a couple one in here. <laughs> one more. This dude's abs are like the earth flat. <laughs> All right. Got some flat earthers here. Hell yeah, this is my audience right here. Oh, I will take off an article of clothing for every laugh that I get. That's what I'll... Uh, oh, that counts. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not stripping here. Uh, is it, once you get in shape, like, you always look for an excuse to take off your shirt. Like, dang, it is warm in here. I need to take my shirt off. Shit, oh, I spilled a drink on myself. I need to take my shirt off. Oh, shit, is it Kwanzaa? I need to take my shirt off. If you're not laughing at that joke, you're racist. That's, uh, how it works. <laughs> Uh, I was uh not always this handsome pile of man you see before you uh thank you uh i was I was a very ugly teenager I was a skinny kid skinny Asian kid with very long hair I had hair way down to here and as poofy as afro I looked like it looked like a, a lemon lollipop that fell on a barbershop floor that's that's my grossest joke right there that's a uh but it was okay it was okay i I didn't mind you know it was like I was an ugly kid and and now I'm a little bit better looking. I realize that it doesn't, handsome men can do the bare minimum and get credit for it. Like if a handsome dude posts a picture of their nephew, girls will go, oh my God, he is so great with kids. What a role model. If you were an ugly dude, you gotta save an orphan from a building, like a burning building. Even then women will be like, why is he touching a kid? That's hella creepy. Right? Everybody's wondering, like, how come we're just now mad at R. Kelly 20 years later? Uh, Because he's balding and doesn't have abs anymore. That's it, guys. I'm just saying, justice is coming for Chris Brown. In, like, 20 years. Okay, just wait, Chris Brown. (laughs) It's just... And, by, by the way, like... Men are shallow, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, if I was a pretty woman, I wouldn't even learn how to read. I would just (laughs) have men buy me shit. Like, we're really dumb. Like, we're really dumb. But women are shallow in that they don't know that they're shallow. They'll lie to themselves. Like, a hot guy will... Say, like, a hot guy knows a lot about you. Well, then, he's sweet. But if an ugly dude knows a lot about you, he's a stalker, right? (laughs) If a hot guy uh is an asshole, then he's a badass. If an ugly guy is an asshole, well he's just an asshole. Uh I don't have a punchline here. Now I'm just ranting. This is just <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh all right, I'm done talking about my uh body issues. Let's talk about some other people's issues. Uh I have a girlfriend. The dating app jokes I wrote when I was single. I've, I was funnier when I was single. What can I say, guys? It's just this is how it is. Uh Love will really kill your comedy career. So anyways, my girlfriend, uh, she has eczema. She's very allergic to shrimp. Here's the problem. Shrimp is delicious. Uh, I love shrimp. And so if she eats shrimp, she gets a rash. And I know this. Uh, And I don't want her to get a rash, but I ain't about to tell her what to do with her body. I'm not Congress. yeah but i also know that if she eats shrimp then she's not gonna want to have sex later because a woman needs to feel sexy in order to have sex men don't need to feel we don't need to feel that's we're just (laughs) we're good if i was in a coma i'm still down you know (laughs) like bring it on Uh, So yeah, I have a girlfriend. We did not meet at the library on a dating app. It was actually a Southwest flight. Yes, I was in Group C. Some of y'all know, yeah, see, exactly. Some of y'all know what that means already. Uh, Group C means three things. One, uh, I waited till the last second to check in. Two, I'm probably getting a middle seat. Three, I do not have my life together. Group A people got their lives together, right? Group A people know what the word fiduciary means. (laughs) Group C people laugh when we hear the phrase penal code. (laughs) All right, got some Group C people here, hell yeah. (laughs) Group A people eat fancy foods. They eat charcuterie and caviar and vegetables. (laughs) Group C people have a favorite flavor of Hot Pockets. (laughs) Group A people got a 401k and a retirement plan. Group C people are paying off student loans for a degree we did not finish. Okay, the last joke hit close to home for some of (laughs) y'all. Suddenly got quiet. (laughs) Uh so yeah I was uh she was gr- she's a group A person right she got the window seat I was in group C so I got the middle seat next to her she knows I'm group C like I'm not hiding anything right here like she knows I don't have my shit together uh but here's what I did here's my line and by the way it's a lot of pressure to fucking hit on somebody when there's another person to your left of you like okay <laughs> like and if I get shot down like this is it's a four-hour flight to Albuquerque, okay? I cannot enter New Mexico on a note of rejection. So I got to make it tight, right? So what I did was I looked at her bag, and I said, oh, you pack light. She just had a purse. She's like, no, actually, uh, I, I, I brought some luggage with me to carry on. Do you have any baggage? And I, in my head, I'm like, I have so much baggage. <laughs> But instead, what I did was uh, I opened up my backpack, and I showed her the 10 pounds of stir fry that my mom had packed for me. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Asian kids and Jewish kids get this joke. And if you are an Asian Jew, you have snacks on you right now. so yeah, then I uh, I asked her out and uh, we 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 went out and not to lunch because obviously my mom packed a lunch for me. So <laughs> uh, it's it's been going well. We're about to celebrate two years this month. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna boyfriend the shit out of her. You guys don't know. I'm I'm gonna fuck that shit up, right? I'm gonna romance. I'm I'm romantic as a motherfucker. You don't.